everyone. This is Katie. And this is Mark. And this is for such a time as this. This is our second episode. Today we decided to talk about self-care. Um, this is self-care is something that is kind of a hot topic these days, even before the pandemic. Um, we wanted to talk about this because we felt like self-care is something that is usually just the two extremes. It's either you don't do anything at all, you you get burnt out because you're not doing any self-care, or you maybe do too much and end up binge-watching Netflix, Netflix for five hours. <laughs> <laughs> and so what we're going to do today is um, hopefully just kind of cover some reasons why we don't take care of ourselves and some hindrances to that, the reason we need to take care of ourselves from a spiritual and psychological perspective, and then kind of reflect on how somebody finds what's best for them and what's life-giving. So we wanted to start out with just a, a Bible verse from the Gospel of Matthew. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The reason that Bible verse came to mind is because we walk around with this heavy yoke on our shoulders. And most of us, for most of us, it's a yoke we, we're not necessarily given by God. Mm -hmm. It's a yoke that we picked up on our own and we carry it around. We don't need to be carrying it around. And the truth is that Jesus wants us to come to him, give up these false yokes, this false burden, and take his rest, take his yoke upon us, which would truly be restful for us. Because if we're really, truly living as he has called us to live, it won't be something that drills us into the ground. It'll be rest mm -hmm. and it will include rest. And I think a key part of this is finding that balance because like, like you were saying earlier, our life cannot be one-dimensional. It can't all be about work. It can't even all be about family, even though we're, you know, in our situation, we're called to be a husband, wife, mother, and father. Mm -hmm. It has to be about more than that. Um, and one of the examples we were talking about just before the show started was if you're planting a garden, you don't want to have all of one fruit. You don't want to have all of one flower. You want to have a collection, an array that speaks to different parts of, of your heart and what your heart desires. And so really that's what we're talking about with self-care. And, and Jesus gives us, um, like you were saying, he wants us to have that rest. He gives us an example in the gospels and in, in having rest. Mm -hmm. You want to talk a little more about that? Yeah. Jesus just frequently goes off by himself to pray. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we hear how it's before a big decision and stuff. And of course that's true. But don't you think Jesus wanted to go alone and be with just his father and have commune with God. And I think for him, that was his self-care. That was his time to recharge, to rest, to just be with God. Like we talked about the mindfulness, just being with God. Um, so the reason that we really, one of the reasons, of course, that we really brought this up and why it was on my heart is <laughs> probably... <laughs> three days into quarantine, <laughs> not quarantine, shelter in place, um, I was struggling. 
because our older two go to school um, normally, and we have two little ones who still nap in the afternoons. And frankly, I get at least maybe an hour of complete quiet time in the house most days. And uh, I wasn't getting that. And when the little ones would nap, the older two would come in and talk to me, or maybe Mark would be home from working from home and he'd come talk to me. And I just realized that personally, I was getting very high strung and burn out because I was always with someone and I was always, always, I felt like I was always needed by someone. And so I just said to Mark one day, I just really need to get out of the house. <laughs> Can I just get out of the house before you go to work? And I went for a walk and I just listened to music and I prayed a little bit and I just was by myself and I was outside and it was a beautiful day, beautiful morning. And that really recharged me. And another day, all I did was take a shower. And I'm not saying that's the only alone time I get all day right now. I can sometimes still have my afternoon time. Um, part of it is I realized I had to say to the boys, this is my quiet time. You need to go read a book or go do something else and you're not allowed to come in. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just realizing that need and, and for me, knowing that that's going to help me to be a better wife and mother to my family. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of obstacles to self-care in our hearts. There's a lot of lies we believe about self-care. So what would you say are some of those lies? Well, I'm just thinking from a Christian perspective. And as I'm listening to you, I think maybe some people out there might start thinking, well, you know, it sounds like you're just trying to tap out from your va vocation as, as a mother and that's not it. You're, you're kind of touching on this at the end, but I want to just highlight it that really what you're talking about here is being restful and, and getting that rest so that you can be a better mother. And that's not selfish. Uh, I think something that we get in our minds is I can't do that. You know, I'm needed at home. I'm too important at work. And that's, you know, we're, we're going to kind of go through some of the lies that we tell ourselves that keep us from self-care. And the, the reality is you can't afford not to. And that's why it's so important. I was so grateful that Katie came to me and said, you know, I need some time for myself rather than letting it get worse and worse and worse until mm -hmm. there wasn't as much we could do. It, it wasn't a, a 30 minute walk. It was, you know, I, I need a day to myself. Um, I still feel that way sometimes. <laughs> well, I think we all do because yeah. we, we put it off. We put self-care mm -hmm. off. It's true. And I, I think, I mean, I think that was a grace in that moment just to ask you, mm. just to tell you, because oftentimes I do just keep it to myself. And I think to right. myself, which is ultimately pride, which we we're going to talk a little bit about later, but ultimately it's this pride that says, I can do it. I can do it. I can mm. just keep moving. I'm strong enough. Um, I can, you know, keep doing this on my own when, no, you know, I need hmm. rest too. We all need rest. And going back to the scripture, a yoke was meant to be shared. It, it's, you know, oh, the wooden yeah. yoke for oxen to walk along. And so especially in marriage, you know, that means for that 30 minutes, you know, I didn't have that time to start a little earlier on work or, you know, I had to be kind of that, that dad helping out with breakfast mm -hmm. in teacher mode a little bit, but that's okay. 
because that's part of my vocation as a husband. And so just communicating with your spouse, if you're married or even with your kids and just saying, you know, I just need some time to myself. That's, that's a good boundary to put up. I think mm -hmm. we mm -hmm. need to realize that we're valuable enough that we deserve some time to rest. And I mean, God gives us the Sabbath in the creation story, he gives us the Sabbath to rest in him so that the rest of the week, um, you know, we can, we can, get centered around God on the Sabbath and rest with him and the rest of the week, that's our work. That's our mm -hmm. offering to him through work. Mm -hmm. That's not necessarily to say we only rest on the Sabbath, but to mm -hmm. say God planned it from the beginning of time into our lives of restfulness. Um, so we talked a little bit about um, how it's like being a steward of yourself, of your body, of your vocation. We have this self to take care of. And it's not selfish to take care of yourself. <laughs> so what was the example that you came up with, with the car? Yeah, well, I was just, recently I had an oil change and something I'd been putting off and I just thought about like how inconvenient it can be to, you know, have to pay and take in the car and kind of be, you know, in limbo for a couple hours until they're done with it, but just how much better that was than trying to get a new car. So car maintenance versus car repair. And it's the same thing with us. Like if we can take care of ourselves and function on a higher level, just like we talked about with mindfulness, carving out that space for uh, the quiet, in this case, carving out that space for rest, then we're going to be a lot more fruitful. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times we think of the saints and think, well, they didn't do self-care. But Mark told me this story, and it's great uh, because I didn't know this. Um, it's about John Paul II, who is arguably one of the greatest saints of our generation. So Very hard worker. Yes. Travel yes. around the world, preaching the gospel, very holy man. Hours of prayer. He'd get up early. He'd write in his chapel, say mass, and a well, when he was Pope, he had a private swimming pool installed at his uh, private residence at Castel Gondolfo. And a lot of the uh, Cardinals apparently had some issues with this. And why are we paying so much for a, a private, I think it was Olympic-sized swimming pool for, for his exercise. And uh, when I was looking up just the details, I found this quote where, you know, John Paul II, in a sense of humor, quipped, um, so what? This is cheaper than another conclave. And so trying to replace me because I'm overworked and I just mm -hmm. come to the end of my ministry. So St. John Paul II gets it. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So what are some of the other lies would you say? The the first lie being it's too selfish. Mm. So hopefully we kind of dispelled that a little bit. It's something that we need. It's something God built into our life. What else would you say that people would argue against self-care? Well, a lot of times when I'm talking to clients about this, um, they often say, that, you know, others need me too much. Like I can't put my wife out taking care of the kids. She does such a great time, great job of that throughout. And and I liked how we had set things up um, before we were kind of at the stay at home. We had alternating weekends where we had Saturday afternoon, we would have an hour or two to ourselves to go out and do something, whether it be a coffee shop or even just, you know, run an errand or go to go to a store that we like to go to by ourselves. And then we go to confession. And so that would give us a space to go out and, and we would know that it's this, you know, even relationship where the other person would get that same opportunity the following week. 
And another one is just, you know, people have hobbies that can be expensive. Um, some people like golfing, some people enjoy music, going to concerts. And it's one of these things where they say, oh, it's too much. Like I can't, and, and there's some truth in that where we can't be frivolous and throw our money away, but also think of it as an investment in yourself. I mean, like you were saying, we have so many things that God entrusts to us, but the greatest gift is our life and what we're to do with it. And so if we can continue to keep ourselves functioning at a high level, you know, there's, there's, we're talking about adding years onto our life here, potentially, where we can mm -hmm. be serving and loving. And not just years, good years, good exactly. quality <laughs> years where we're really being able to love from, from what we've built inside of ourselves. I think too, if it is too expensive, it is too frivolous, you can get creative with it. Think about what it is you love about that thing. Mm -hmm. If you can't afford to go golfing, go to Top Golf for an hour. Or if you can't, afford to go to the spa, do something at home that, you know, mm -hmm. take, have the husband or wife take the kids out and just have some alone time at home. Or there's a lot of ways that you can get creative about your self-care. So, mm -hmm. um, we, one of the things too, that is important to remember is self-care is tied to self-respect. If we don't respect ourselves and see ourselves as God created us, we're not going to see ourselves as something worthy of care. So take some time, part of that being in the presence of God, part of that intimacy with God, take some time to let him show you how valuable you really are so that you can see that you are worth a little bit of care. Um, we all kind of need to know our own dignity so that we can see the dignity of other people. Honestly, isn't that a big lie for us all? Mm -hmm. If we don't truly believe for ourselves how worthy we are, we won't be able to really see that in other people either. So take some time to believe what God says about who you really are. And as we were talking about this and in preparation, I was reminded of Ephesians 5, I believe, uh, 28. It talks about, I mean, Ephesians 5 is that great chapter about husbands love your wives as, as Christ loved the church, but it specifically talks about husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. Um, and think about that. He's, he's implying, Paul's implying that we love and take care of our bodies. Um, and I think there's an extension from just our bodies to our, our whole lives. We're very protective and um, we should think of ourselves as important and valuable as temples of the Holy Spirit that deserve to be in good condition. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times too, so we talked about the lie of we're not, um, we're too busy. We, we can't afford to take the time off, but also with establishing those boundaries, part of that is being able to say no to things that really aren't restful and, and take us too far out of our comfort zone um, in the sense of it's asking too much of us that we don't have to give. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have time for self-care, ask yourself what's what's in the way of that. We're all going to have those things that we need to do. We have our responsibilities to our vocation, whatever that may be. But oftentimes, most of us are doing things we don't need to be 
doing. We're, we're taking on extra ministries, we're taking on extra work, we're taking on extra curriculars that we don't really need, that our kids maybe don't really need. So go ahead and, and t scale back on some of that extra. Um, even sometimes, you know, in the church, we can be doing too much. We can be doing too many ministries. God doesn't want us to do everything. He has a special, unique vocation, a special, unique ministry gifting for each of us. And frankly, you know, if, if we don't say no, then maybe we're taking up someone's space, someone else that God has called to do that ministry. So it's okay to say no. It's okay to set boundaries. You know, as long as you're keeping your priorities straight, you know, God first, and then your, your vocation. So set those boundaries and, and figure out where you can fit that time in. Because the, I mean, the underlying truth of it all is if we don't take care of ourselves in a healthy way and discern how God wants to take care of us, then we are just going to find some other counterfeit, a shortcut, whether it be mm -hmm. alcohol, food, social media, Netflix, and that's just not going to cut it. Yeah. So not doing the self-care, not taking that time to really enrich our lives in that way with rest and care is going to cause us looking for that stuff elsewhere. And so how do we figure out what exactly we're called to do? And when we were talking about this, you know, we love Ignatius of Loyola and discernment of spirits and a story about his conversion came up and we were discussing it, how after he was, you know, his leg was shattered by a cannonball and he was recovering, he was reading the lives of the saints, but also having these grand visions of, you know, being a great soldier and knight and, and what that would look like. And he noticed that there was a marked difference in how his heart felt after having each of these, even though both of them were enjoyable in the moment. And what he noticed was after he had thought about what it would be like to be a saint and to, you know, win the hand of the fairest woman, Mary, the mother of God, he realized that that was something that gave him peace and really a deep joy, while the other ones just kind of left him a little restless um, when he thought about being a great soldier. And so that's something to pay attention to. What are the areas in your life where you're doing something and afterwards you just feel alive, you feel um, re-energized and something that we were talking about, we think life-giving is the phrase mm -hmm. that, that's really key in what we look for. Yeah, self-care is supposed to be life-giving. Your rest is supposed to be life-giving. I will admit that I sit down in the afternoons after the babies are asleep, I will sit down and I will pull out my phone and I will open up Facebook and I will scroll through. And after 20 or 30 minutes, I'll, I'll put down my phone and I'm like, I just wasted 20 or 30 minutes. And really that was not life-giving for me. I realized for me that I could, that my time is so much more valuable than that. And I didn't really get anything. I didn't really gain anything from that. I know right now is kind of a special time and we are not connected as we usually were in some ways anyway. And so social media can be a good point of just connecting with the outside world right now. But for me, 
on a daily basis, I am using it too much. I am on it too much. It is a counterfeit for me, for my own true restorative life-giving self-care. And so I am always disappointed when I set that phone down and realized how much time I was on just different things on my phone and I don't have lasting peace. And so something that I know that I need to work on is starting with what's life-giving first. If I have time later to scroll through Facebook real quick, okay, fine. It's not terrible in and of itself, but for me to waste so much time as it in the, in the beginning of my free time and then to not have time for the truly restorative. And that's what frankly gets me short with people. If they hmm. interrupt, it's like, oh, I didn't have time. And I know that I wasted the time. It was my fault, but I'm still like, oh, I didn't get my time. The reason I didn't get my time is because I wasted my time. And so think about those things. Are you spending that time you know, for some people, maybe it is truly restorative to sit on the couch and not do anything and watch Netflix for an hour, but make sure that you have some moderation within that because we all know that an hour of Netflix can turn into four hours of Netflix. Mm -hmm. 10 minutes of scrolling on Facebook can turn into 45 minutes scrolling on Facebook. So if you have a hobby or self-care thing that is something that does help you make sure you are doing it within moderation because all of these things when not done in moderation can take away from what God is truly wanting for you. And some of them can become idols in themselves where, you know, we are so caught up with when is the next time I'm going to be able to do that, that we're not present in our own lives. And, and you've mentioned the way we treat people there are means to an end. Like I have to work and I have to get through this day so that I can get to what I really enjoy this time to myself where I'm taking care of myself and we get turned very much inward. Mm -hmm. It goes back to just in, in the gospel of Matthew where Jesus talks about your treasure being where your heart is. Our heart has to remain anchored in God. But at the same time, we, we can take advantage of these other opportunities that, that lead us to God. And I think, you know, for me, I enjoy making things and fixing things. And I think part of that is just being able to join in God's creative nature and kind of reflect on that in the moment. It, it kind of lifts my spirits to, to like a higher plane. And so something else that I enjoy doing, and, and we're, we each wanted to share a little bit about what our self-care looks like. I like music. I like learning how to play music. I, I picked up the ukulele about a year ago and I'm struggling through it, playing some songs. <laughs> He's that actually pretty good at it. <laughs> mostly just playing, so. yeah, just some songs, you know, from when I was growing up that I like, find some YouTube videos, stuff like that. But it's something where I get kind of fascinated with how it all fits together and the beauty of it. And just, you know, music can lift our souls. And so what we're talking about here is not something that's going to, you know, be detrimental to who you are. It's never going to be something sinful, um, like, you know, drinking too much or overeating but it's something that puts us in touch with something higher while it's giving life mm -hmm. and a lot of times um for some of us you may think oh well i have to pray well prayer time is important don't get me wrong you need to have prayer time but self-care does not have to be explicitly religious but even if it's not explicitly religious it can be maybe for you i mean to be honest for me 
Um, my self-care a lot of times is walking outside, is gardening. I love, I've really started taking up gardening since we bought our house and I've really enjoyed being outside, being able to do things in the yard. There's this weird satisfaction I get when I pull out a dandelion weed and I get the whole root. Like, that's just awesome. You know that feeling? I don't know. I don't. I I'm don't. weird. Okay. But I'm but... laughing because she was out there weeding today and I'm thinking, oh, I feel bad for her. <laughs> enjoy it it was such a beautiful day and mark got to like get the baby up from a nap and he probably did feel bad for me but i was like oh good he got the baby um so i gave you some space for yeah, your self-care he did just like we were talking yeah about. he didn't even know he was giving too. me self-care um so that these things while I'm doing it, a lot of times I am praying or a lot of times I'm just so much enjoying the gifts that God has given me in that, whatever that is, that it naturally leads me to think of him or it naturally leads to Thanksgiving. You know, self-care should move your heart towards gratitude, gratitude to God for whatever the beautiful part of his creation that you're taking part in. Because as Mark said, it shouldn't be anything sinful. It shouldn't be leading to gluttony. It shouldn't be, it should be within moderation. It, and so it should naturally lead your heart to God because it's part of who you are. It's part of how God made us human. Yeah. And I, I think something that just kind of came to me while you were talking about that, um, and just how, I, I think a lot of times what you do, um, if, Correct me if I'm wrong, but in the afternoons when I'm here on the weekends and, and the babies are down for a nap, a lot of times you do start it out with prayer. And so it's mm -hmm. kind of inviting God into that. And just thinking about how we're Catholic and how God has, has given us the sacraments so that our bodies can encounter him. Um, God gives us so many gifts that bodily we can um, encounter his goodness throughout creation. And so it's not a bad thing to appreciate those gifts and get lost in them. Um, because they're going to lead us back to God. Matthew Kelly talks about carefully, carefree timelessness with God and with other people. And it's the same with creation to some extent. I mean, you go hiking and you're in the mountains and you see a beautiful sunset. It's hard for that to just stay at that sunset and say, oh, that's really nice. I mean, it draws our minds up to God. It's, it's a pathway to him. And that's what we're talking about with self-care. This is a beautiful, sacred time where we can encounter God through the created world, through what gives our hearts joy, mm -hmm. true joy. Mm -hmm. All creation has been drawn forth from God and all creation will lead us back to God. Um, so someone challenged us after yes. our last episode to go up and look in the crawl space in the attic. So we did. We mm -hmm. didn't. I didn't want to do it. But Mark, <laughs> in his masculinity, he stepped forward and stepped up to the plate. <laughs> and he did it. And I was like, well, if you do it, I can do it. Mm -hmm. So, And I was a little disappointed. I was I was hoping there'd be something more interesting than a bunch of insulation. But at least, hey, we, we know what's up there. So what we were going to do this time is kind of spin things around and, and offer a challenge to everyone listening out there today um, to reflect on self-care. And we've got some questions, just kind of wrap up and, and review. And so the first would just be, what's keeping you from, from caring for yourself and, and taking some time for, for quality self-care? Mm -hmm. And then ask yourself, what do I need to step back from? Boundaries, if, what if do I need to Yeah, if there's activities, if there's too much on your plate, what do you need to step back from? And sometimes that looks like if you work too much, you take your work home, that 
boundaries. It's boundaries <laughs> yeah, of yeah. I'm not going to answer work email or, or phone calls, text messages from work after this time. And you're, I'm going to focus on my kids. And then after my kids go to bed, I'm going to have, you know, maybe even 30 minutes of me time. That's okay. Mm-hmm. And then just looking at where do I feel rest? Where is it that I can lose myself in an activity after doing it? My heart sings. This isn't like, what's something else I can add to my, that I, I do sometimes that I can add to my list of activities I need to get done. Mm-hmm. This is what's going to be restful and life-giving. Mm-hmm. So you need to come away from self-care, which maybe we should have touched on a little bit earlier. Just like when you're, when you're done with self-care, you come back to your families with a renewed heart. Mm-hmm. You can have just that, that little more patience or just a little more love and a little more ready willingness to self-sacrifice. So where do I feel rest and what is going to renew me to go back and step back into my vocation? And then what counterfeits are taking the place of, of true rest? What are we settling for that doesn't fulfill? And a lot of times this can be a gateway into what is truly meant for us because our hearts have an idea of where we're led and what is going to fulfill us. And sometimes we just settle for the easiest route. But if we kind of look at that and look what's a step beyond that, that's even greater, what's even further up the mountain, we can find some really amazing uh, inspiration. Mm-hmm. And finally, you need to hold yourself accountable a little bit. And not only hold yourself accountable, but also there may be a person in your life you need to talk to just about making sure that they can help you carve it out. So if you're married, talk to your spouse about how they can help you to get this time for self-care. And if you're single, talk to a friend who can help you stay accountable or whatever place you are in life, find someone who can help you stay accountable to your self-care. Maybe if you're extroverted or even if you're introverted, you might like going for a walk with someone and maybe that can be part of your self-care. So setting up those dates, those, you know, we're going to walk on Tuesday and that's going to be part of my self-care. That can help you stay accountable, talk to your spouse about it, help each other. This is not about being selfish. This is not about, um, thinking that you can do it all on your own like mark said like we share the yoke that god gave us as married as a married couple we are partners we are a team and we need to remember to act that way and so if you find yourself thinking well i can't trust him with this need or her (laughs) i can't trust her with this need then there's something not truthful in that and you need to take that to prayer. I'm, you should hopefully take that to <laughs> prayer and um, ask God to sort that out and ask him to help you trust your spouse spouse with your need for self-care. And then ask him to soften their heart. If you think they're going to be resistant to it, ask them. Ask God to soften their heart before the conversation. So find that person, the person you need to talk to. Talk to them about this. Um, carve out that time. Uh, you can really live an abundant life. A more abundant life if you if you allow yourself this and what what this comes down to is in living an abundant life a life filled with joy in which we are able to um, be well-rounded and enjoy all the gifts that God wants to give us and not be so narrow like some of us who just focus on our careers or you know get this tunnel vision of just watching sports all the time I mean sports are great Kansas City Chiefs just won the Super Bowl this past year And it was amazing for our city and a lot of our friends who are really big Chiefs fans. But I mean, even that, it doesn't fulfill. 
-hmm. But it's okay in the moment to, to enjoy it, to get swept up in it, and appreciate the gift from God that, that these things are spread throughout our lives mm -hmm. because they lead us back to him. Mm -hmm. And we know that there are seasons of life. I mean, we've lived through, you know, four babies. We've lived through miscarriages. We've mm -hmm. lived through Mark working two jobs. We've lived through grad school. We've had a lot of different seasons where things in our life had to look different because mm -hmm. just because of the necessity, you know, when you have a newborn, your self-care is going to look different when, than when all your kids are in school. And when you have to work two jobs, your self-care is going to look different than when you retire for sure. So, um, definitely make time for it, make time for Whatever it, no matter it what season you're in. If it's taking a 15 minute walk on your lunch break at one of your jobs, do that, mm -hmm. you know, put in some headphones, listen to a podcast on the way home, carve out some time of rest so that you can, you can enjoy that and be refreshed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, um, this is for the good of your spiritual life and this is the good for the good of your mental health for sure. Definitely. So. And I think if you have a therapist or a spiritual director talking to them about this and they would most likely have some great input knowing you and some great ideas for how to do that because that's something as a therapist, we take on a lot emotionally from other people, which is, is part of the job. And I love being in that role. It's, it's a privileged space, but sometimes, you know, I get too wrapped up in the work and I don't take time to take care of myself and I start feeling it. And so it's a constant thing amongst therapists is take care of yourself. Like, are, are you doing okay? Are you doing enough to step away from the work and just be a person, mm -hmm. be a husband, be a father. And so take some time just to, to carve out that space for yourself. Mm -hmm. Should mm -hmm. we close in prayer? Yeah. Father and Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, you wish for us to rest in you and enjoy the gifts that you so graciously give to us. Help us to be humble and to accept these gifts, to enjoy them, knowing of your love for us through them and knowing that they will strengthen us to be better Christians and help us to live lives of holiness and joy and give us more life to share with others in all we do. Amen. 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 Father, Amen. Son, Amen. Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, thanks for listening, guys. All right. Thank you.